Hi, beautiful people. Welcome back. I'm welcome, Sam. Welcome. I'm Morgan. And this is the Big Bald and Beautiful Podcast. Uh, we're going to start off by, how was your... Well, we rented a mega villa, air quotes. <laughs> it was and, not um, a mega villa, but... We took some Instagram photos and it was kind of fun. It was fun. Yeah. We took and... Instagram and like just a bunch of like cute, like fancier photos. Mm. I had a really nice in-ground pool and... It was on a lake. Um, it was super cute. had a cute. little golf, mini, 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 mini golf course. With like two holes. With, yeah, and a baby um, basketball, basketball court. court. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hope one. you guys are watching and just saw that. That was really funny. Um, Couldn't think of the words. Yeah. I love my basketball court stuff. I'm excited to get it back from the photographer. So this week I've honestly been having like a lack of motivation to get to the gym. Just really been a struggle since we had like we went to Miami for our friend Nikki's birthday. Oh yeah, we took Nikki out we went for to her 21st Super birthday. Super Blue, and we went to Live, which is a nightclub. And we went out to dinner to Wet Miami. Wet Miami, so good. Shout out to them. It was good. They had mermaids like swinging by the bar. It was really cute. Really the cute. drinks were beautiful. Wagyu, yum. Aphrodite like yeah. statue cups. Super cute fish cups. Yeah, everything was on brand, and but for me, for trying to work out every single day, that like throws me off because then we are in Miami for a day, and then the next day I'm hungover and tired, so I'm not going then. So I went yesterday and today. That's good. Um, but I realized that drinking pre workout, I think, like, does something weird to my brain. I don't know. Like, I get energized and I go to the gym, and then when I'm done working out, I just feel dead and like weird, and I don't know. I feel weird. So, I guess I you just need to drink a cup of coffee like normal people. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> anyways, any updates? Yeah. I went on a date. Oh, yeah, you lost your TikTok. Oh, yeah, I lost my TikTok for 24 hours just now. Just Shout out to my today. manager, Gianni. He got it back for me. But, um, yeah, it was it was not looking hopeful, but it never looks hopeful when, um, when it's on a weekend like, TikTok, like, they don't work on the weekends, so it's always scary. I always feel like I'm not going to get it back, but... It's back. It's back, and I have some Instagram and TikToks to post for a brand deal this week, which is... It, which I one? feel like it Forever? always... Yeah, Forever 21. I feel like it always happens when, there's a brand when I have coming? a brand deal, and I'm like, come on, people. Like, this is literally how I get paid. Like, right. stop messing with it, TikTok, but... It's back, and there's there was no violation. I don't I don't understand, but whatever. I'm happy it's back. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Well, our topic this week is family. Ooh. La familia. Yes. <laughs> and so we grew up very different going very different. through um, our different, just like being different, you know, looking different, had our parents treat us different and the rest of our family, I would say. Yeah. Um, so we just wanted to share with you guys a little bit of how that journey went and then now how it is now. Yeah. So I, as everyone know, I got alopecia when I was 16 and, um, honestly, I like didn't tell my mom right away when I found the spot. I like had a little like this big, if you're not looking, it's like a dime size scar and I had one of my friends in high school look at it. And she was like, oh, maybe you just, like, picked it or, like, you hit your head and you don't remember. Like, you know how, like, a scar okay. sometimes don't grow hair? Yeah. And so we kind of thought it was that for, like, a hot minute. I even, side note, I even remember getting, like, ringworm on my back when I was little and, like, not telling my mom and just being like, it'll go away. Yeah. And, like, so I got, I got, I got, I got my period. I didn't tell my mom. I got lice when I was little and I didn't tell anyone. 
What yeah. did you do? I would tell someone right away if I had like. Well, I didn't know what it was. And okay. so I was like itching my head and like yeah. would see a bug. And I was like, okay, it's only one though. Yeah. It no. was, but then like. Thank God I don't have hair. If I ever had lice, I would jump off a bridge. <laughs> I was like 13 or 14, and, and they check you for lice when you leave camp, sleepaway camp, which yeah. I guess I will tell you all about sleepaway camp on another episode, but. Yeah, we all yeah, went to camp episode. Camp episode. We both went to sleepaway camp. <laughs> um, but anyways, so they check you like when mm. you're leaving. Mm-hmm. And so I had they my bat mitzvah. Yeah, they check you when you get there and they check you when you're leaving. Okay. And when my bat mitzvah was like the next month. And mm-hmm. I, like, kind of let it, like, I didn't know. It was, like, I guess I, they didn't catch it or whatever. Okay. And so I got it at camp. And then by September, so it was, like, the second week of August, or mm-hmm. when you leave, the following week, like, two weeks later, I was, like, oh, my God, my head's so itchy. I didn't tell my mom. Yeah. For a while. And then, like, no one wanted to take me to get my hair done for my mom and stuff. Regardless. Back okay. to your... Back to me. So, anyways, <laughs> being a dumb kid slash teenager, like, just being like, oh, I can deal with this. Yeah. Like, I don't need to tell my mom. Like, it'll go away. Um, and then the dime size turned into a quarter size, and that's when I freaked out and showed my mom. And I honestly don't even remember what that conversation looked like. Like, I can't... I have such a bad memory problem. Also, like, something that I do for my trauma, just, like, wipe that shit out. Like, don't... <laughs> don't remember anything. <laughs> That's, that's my life. Um, so I don't really remember that, but I do remember going to the doctor and having a doctor telling me that I was pulling out my own hair in a perfect circle. Like, this was a perfect circle on my head. Yeah. So why- It's crazy that's how that fell out, too, though. Like, in general. Right. It being so perfect is, like, Yeah, but, crazy. like, how would you- So every day, I guess, they thought I would just pick this one spot in my head and just pull out, like, hairs right there. <laughs> I don't know, but, like- so, uh, we were super concerned about it. It's obviously not what was going on, and my mom was livid. Like, my mom's um, nickname is Big, Big Mama. Mama. Even though she's, like, a 5'2 little woman, her fierceness for her children is real. So that doctor definitely got an earful because that's not what was going on. And it took, like, a lot of different doctors to figure out what was actually going on. And I had never heard of alopecia. I had never mm. seen anyone have alopecia so learning about it and and trying to figure that out with my mom was something brand brand new. That's um, what you're saying. I mean, I feel like I I don't know why I had a very big like knowledge knew. of alopecia. Yeah, I had no idea. some kid in my college had it and like was going okay. through it. But like, again, you were older. Year. College. Yeah, I mean, like seven, eighteen, seventeen. Okay. Still young, but like scary. Yeah, but for like anyone to lose their whole hair, you know. Also, like, yeah. So. So yeah, lots of tears, lots and lots and lots of doctor's appointments, and a lot of different doctors. So my family had a lot of hope for me because okay, because I wanted my hair back for that year. You know, I I wanted it to stop falling out. I wanted it to grow back. You know, I didn't want to be bald, and so I went to different doctors doing shots in my scalp and laser and awful medication. Yeah, I remember how bad the shots in my scalp really, really hurt. Um, the, and like the laser, I would have like sunburns. Yeah, laser. That's so crazy. Yeah, my head would literally be burnt. Do you know if they have like come up with anything new? They for definitely people? have, and I've had people reach out that there's new, a new medication. I don't think it's FDA approved yet, but it's been super helpful for people. Is that what Sage is on? 
Is Sage going through? Sage is our little friend who lives in the same town as us. She She has alopecia. And and she's kind of chunky, which is so great. So it looks like Morgan and I combined in a little girl, and she's Mm -hmm. hysterical. The attitude and the sass that the six-year-old has is ridiculous. So maybe we'll have her on one day. Just Oh, yeah, that'd be so cute. It'd be so fun. Um, But, yeah, I know her mom was trying to get her into a new So my mom definitely went through a lot just being my, like, number one supporter, trying to get me to get my hair back, and I think that after a full year of just going to different doctors and even different hairstylists, you know, like, I got extensions, I got sticky hair, I had this, like, brown powder I would put on my head, on my bald spots, and, like, make so it wasn't scalp color to try to blend it in and then finally I went to wigs because I just didn't have a choice anymore was it it so thin like what did it look like like so like right here a giant patch would have no hair and like maybe the top would have hair so so you can kind of cover it barely you know like like, how a bald man has like the thinnest hair on top and you see that he's bald yeah so like my sticker hair was helpful and I would try to blend it but they came to the point where like or it just wasn't going to do it anymore, and it would look crazy anyways. So if right. I wasn't wearing a beanie on top of it, you would just see all this crazy stuff going on on so my head. So for a while, you could just wear a, a beanie, but uh-huh. it looked like there was hair yeah. kind of, like, through it. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, and um, I had so many nice people, like, really help me out and, like, you know, do some of that stuff. Or, like, what about the eyebrow? The eyebrows came later, um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. So really, um, I went through all these procedures and different things for a year, finally went through with um, wearing wigs, even though they weren't comfortable and I didn't ever really truly feel like me in them. Um, got, got some really nice ones and some fun ones. And so I think that after I like was comfortable being bald, like my scene, like going into my senior year, that's when I wanted to stop. So what, how did your family react to like you not wanting to... Um, do it anymore. I definitely felt pressure from other family members that like you know I'd look prettier with hair or more stuff would come out and like maybe that would work so it definitely felt like something that other people probably wanted me to keep doing and like they had still like hope um after a year yeah even like just almost like being completely bald and then I was completely bald and that's when like the eyebrows came into play and I'm so glad my mom literally made me do my eyebrows because I did not want to and it was such a traumatic experience the first time I got my eyebrows tattooed because the numbing gel wasn't working Mm. and so they did this shot in my eyebrows and the shot they started at the very end of my eyebrows and went all the way through to like where your eyebrow ended so I had a whole needle through my forehead, and she was just, like, injecting the, the, um, numbing, yeah, the numbing stuff, and it was just, like, on fire, and it hurt so bad, and she took the needle out, and I just started crying, it was the worst pain, and I got, like, halfway through, and I was like, I can't do this anymore, and I, like, looked in the mirror, and there's just, like, blood dripping down my face. What I remember feeling, or not feeling, but thinking, like, oh my god, Jesus, because Jesus had a, I had a, had a, a thorn crown. Oh, okay. And so, like, in a lot of his photos, when he was on, the, coming to Jesus on the cross, <laughs> he just had, like, blood dripping down, and I just saw blood dripping down my face, and I just, like, was like, oh, my God, I look like Jesus <laughs> dying. And, like, I just wanted to be done, but I kept going through. That woman was awful. I did go to her again and have the same awful experience, but that was the only person I knew. Oh, my so God. There's plenty of tattoo artists. Yeah, I just didn't know. And I was 16 <laughs> or 17 years old. I don't know. And um, they looked good when they were done. 
Okay. But super, Well, that's good that it didn't make you look crazy, too. Yeah. Like, and she matched my, like, natural eyebrows, you know, and, like, drew them on and then tatted over them, and I liked it a nice. lot. That's nice. But, yeah, um, <laughs> that was so traumatic. Um, let me think of anything else that... And the eyelashes? The eyelashes were really hard for me. Like, if I didn't glue them on, I wasn't going to school. Like, it just <laughs> wasn't life. happening. So my mom had to be really patient with me, and I'd just be like, yeah, I'm going back to bed. And, then... and deal with that. Um, my dad and I don't have really a relationship at all. Mm. So it was really honestly hard for me to see him getting emotional about something that I was going through because it wasn't like he was my shoulder to lean on. It wasn't like we were even conversating about it at all. It was like he was just kind of witnessing me going through this and crying. But since like I have so much just like bad feelings towards him, I was like, why are you crying? Right. I'm like, this is something I'm like, this is something I'm going through. And so watching him cry just like made me frustrated. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Like he should be supportive Trying to be trying to be something that he's already wasn't, which is like right. a supportive person in your life. But, but yeah, instead, he was just crying, and it's not like he was trying to comfort me. And like, even if he did, I don't know what that would have even like. felt or looked like. Yeah. But um, my mom and my, was yeah, there. my mom and my friends definitely helped me get through it. Um, had even different circumstances with my grandmother of you know wearing a wig. You know, she she grew up in a very different lifestyle. And how you represent yourself on a daily basis was really big for her. Yeah. And, and so you look so different. And so, yeah, being bald was something that, you know, obviously they none, none of my family would ever guess that was going to happen. And so when I chose not to wear a wig, I think it was just hard for everyone to be like, okay, so Morgan's going to go out in public and everyone's going to stare at her and be like, what's going on? Like, why right. is this like... She looks sick. Teenager bald. Yeah. yeah. And, um... And a lot of people also think that, like, a bald, like, teenage girl or woman in general, like, is going through something mentally wrong. Like, you know, like, when they Mm. shave their head and they go crazy. Like, the Britney Spears. The Britney thing. Yeah. And so, oh, yeah, a lot of girls, when they go through something crazy, they change their hair or they shave their head, you know? I feel like that's, it's becoming more acceptable, though. Yeah, for sure. But, like, you know, like, I just think that my family didn't want any negative aspects. So, anything like that, I just think they didn't want it. And, um... Even had a family member tell me that I looked prettier with hair. And as... That's not the... That's not... Keep that comment to yourself. And as going through this and becoming bald and finally becoming comfortable with being bald, I just, like, cried and cried and cried because this was a family member I really looked up to and I was just like... Wow, cool like story, not, bro. I'm I not can't pretty without hair. Right, like, and it just really hurts. This is the circumstance of this is what I'm dealing with, and mm-hmm. I'm living my life to the best that I can. So and that's fucked. That was, someone would even say was, that. Yeah, it was definitely hard. Um, a lot of hard situations, but it gets better, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But, now look at you, yeah. bald baddie. I haven't worn a wig in, in seven years. And now, how do people like in your family react? Like what? Well, has has everyone come to terms? Like it's been ten years almost. Yeah, I definitely think that people people have come to terms with it. <laughs> um, but anyways, how was you? How how was you? How were you? <laughs> how was your growing up experience? Oh well, um, growing up for me was really interesting. I have always been a chubby girl. Mm-hmm. I've always been fat, and um, you know, I I this is fucked, but like you. A lot of it comes from, in my circumstance, is, like, your surroundings and what people are feeding you and what people put into your body Mm -hmm. on top of our genetics. 
So my I definitely family, think you are like 80% genetics. Yeah. I mean, some days I feel that my aunt looks, I look right. copy and paste of my aunt and my grandma, who, as you were talking, I realized that, that we haven't recorded in a while because grandma Sue died. Yeah. So RIP grandma Sue, she uh, died last week, but she, I get my genetics from her family for sure. From this Russian Jew blood. It makes me thick. And, um, yeah. And then my mom was a single mom for some years. Um, even when she had my stepdad in my life, my stepdad was on the road um, during the weeks as a traveling salesperson. So she was still, like, providing or, like, taking us places that we needed to go. We went to Hebrew school and dance class and drama and choir. And I was a really busy kid. And... Because of that, and she worked two jobs for a while, where um, we just had a lot of fast food growing up. Yeah. And then as I got bigger and chunkier, it was like, oh, Sam's real fat. Like, we should try to fix that. And there's, like, not really much you can fix. I was pretty active. It was – my mom thought that I was going to be, like, be like my brother. Mm. My brother was very skinny for a lot of his life mm. until he got into college, and then he – got bigger and then he lost a lot of weight. Noah's also my brother also is going through a lot of health issues this week as well. It's been a very crazy week for me, but um yeah, my family at first like like I don't know. I feel like when I was young young, it wasn't like talked about that I was big. Mm-hmm. And then I got to like you know, 10 or 11 and it was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, Sammy, you're like too fat now." Mm. And I was like, oh, "Okay, well, like this is this is just it. This is what we got." Yeah. Um, I know some people who like whose family members like pointed out when they were like much younger and maybe they did, but I don't remember all those, but when I got into middle school, uh, my bat mitzvah was when I was And you're 13 for bat mitzvah? Yeah, 12, 13. Okay. I had mine I was just barely 13, so I was, like, 12, and then I had it, like, two weeks after my 13th okay. birthday. Um, so, like, we were going into eighth grade, and that whole year that I was in seventh grade, I wasn't allowed to drink soda, and I wasn't allowed, like, zero soda at all. Wow. And, like, not that we had much soda anyways. That my was, like, house was always the house that kids came to to, like, eat sweets, because my mom would always have, yeah. like... Little Debbies and corn dogs and candy galore. <laughs> but my mom and my sister eat way differently than my dad and I do. Like, my mm-hmm. dad and I are definitely, like, bingers. Like, if there's something really good and sweet in the house, we're going to eat it all at once. But my mom and my sister can have it, like, sitting around for a few weeks and, like, nibble and put it away. Gotcha. We had snacks at my house, but they were, like, gogurts and, like, mm. fruit snacks and, like, stuff like that for a while. We were big Hot Pocket people. I used to make a Hot Pocket every single morning. Still a big Hot Pocket oh person. God, I remember school. My mom would make, like in high school even, my mom would make like um, cinnamon rolls or something oh, yeah. or like a toaster strudel and I'd eat that before I went to school and then they had breakfast at school. So then I would either, I would either have like a s'mores pop tart or like a biscuit Shit. or something and then we would have lunch and I would eat like two things of chicken tenders and an ice cream, but I was so active then that, like, I was just burdened through all those calories. If I ate like that now, (laughs) shit would not look as good as it does. (laughs) Well, I, so up until high school, high school had the best breakfast. Like, you know how much I love my sausage and cheeses. Like, I am always looking for a good sausage and cheese. They had them at my school, like, Mm. freshly cracked eggs. I think we did, too. Like, the fucking, if you missed breakfast... (laughs) 
Like, I, you could get breakfast until, like, third period or something like that, and then they would switch over, so you could, like, get it before school, or yeah. I would always, always go and get my sausage, egg, and cheese, which definitely, like, is not great, but whatever. I, like, needed it to, like, live. Come on, bro. It's fine. I needed my second breakfast. <laughs> so, yeah, I would, like, get on the bus, get to high school, and then whatever, but mm-hmm. in middle school, that was not the case. I would, like, in middle school, my stepdad would wake me up 40 minutes earlier than my brother to go walk on the treadmill every morning for 30 minutes before and like watch an episode of whatever the fuck just so I could walk like walk and watch tv to like lose weight but then I would like go to school and then immediately go to drama or dance or Mm -hmm. something like that and then come home and then like sometimes have an okay dinner sometimes not we did um subway every Thursday or like years well, Subway's not not good. Yeah. I'm from the hometown of where Subway headquarters are. Okay. So there was like a billion Subways. But this one Subway was in between dance and uh, my middle school where I did... Uh, wow, it'd be helpful if I could talk. The Subway was in between the school, my mm-hmm. middle school, and dance, dance class. Yeah, so I would like go to drama right after... Um, school, go to Subway, eat mm-hmm. half of my sandwich then, mm-hmm. and then after dance, eat the other half. Okay. And so, like, but it was, like, that's not, like, great for you. Like, you would think, like, you know, whatever. It's not bad. I, it's not the worst, but every Tuesday, know. we would then have McDonald's and or Taco Bell. Yum. So, <laughs> Morgan and I love Taco Bell so much. I don't so understand much. why I'm not fat. I, like, so, if I, I actually just thought of something when you were talking about, you know, you'd watch something on TV and walk. I had definitely, like, this body dysmorphia because I was a size 2, and I would walk on the treadmill all the time, like, for a two-hour movie after doing basketball workouts for three hours. And, like, I just never felt like I was in good enough shape. That's so... So crazy. And, like, just... But I I also ate, like, whatever I wanted. I feel like there was definitely times where I was like, okay, let me just eat salmon and veggies and, like, try to eat healthy. Yeah. But I would always refer back to eating like crazy. I mean, like, I ate very... Like, once I understand that I could, like, cook my own food and, like, Mm -hmm. make things myself, like, it definitely became a different world, but it didn't matter. Like, I was still always big like the food that I ate didn't necessarily like I wasn't shedding weight like I wasn't putting all these bad things in my mouth and then like all of a sudden I changed my diet that's why I think 80% of you is genetics because we we live together we've we've done everything together most of the time for the past three years so there's probably like most of the time we're eating the same amount of calories a day similar similar unless I'm actually going on like my two-week try hard situation but sometimes I take those rides with you (laughs) yeah but like I don't I don't get how but oh, so <laughs> one thing that was really interesting about like how I was raised was that so like I was talking about before my aunt is a big lady she's mm-hmm. always been a big lady and people treated her much differently and like not to talk bad about grandma Sue but um grandma Sue was really mean to my aunt about her weight and but my your dad mom was fat yeah but he was like he got fat after the army so it was like different and like more acceptable he was already so grown that, right like, that it was like her opinion didn't really matter so your aunt grew up fat yeah. My aunt was always fat, very similar to me, mm-hmm. and uh, my my grandma was very mean to her. So my mom like made so my mom lived with my my grandma and my dad after the army that my parents met in the army, mm-hmm. and my mom like vowed like if she had a daughter who was fat like she wouldn't treat her that way, and there was definitely circumstances where like it wasn't all like rainbows and sunshines in my house about like you know what I was eating or how like my body looked or like clothing and things yeah. like that, but. 
Um, it just. I think that we're I having since seeing like different aspects of like raising a fat kid, like how your yeah. aunt raises her kid and how you were raised. Yeah. Like I think that no one knows how to do it the right way. I don't think anyone knows how to do it, and like I think, like my aunt being so big and like. Like she she lost a lot of weight recently. She does look very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Healthy for her. Yeah. Healthy for her. And it feels like she was less stressed this past time about food. A lot of big people, like, they're, they're just so stressed about food. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, becomes their personality is, like, just stressing about food. And, like, that's something that I'm, like, very apparent of. And, like, watching her relationship with her daughter now and, like, her not wanting to be the fat kid and her doing everything to make sure that her daughter's not the fat kid it was like it's overwhelming for me to like watch because I feel I'm a very self-aware person and I've always been very self-aware but like watching that and like how they interact it's like it's like Deb how do you not see my her name's Aunt Debbie not like how do you not see that how you're Mm -hmm. treating my cousin is like it's going to fuck her fucking brain up because she's going to have an eating disorder, which is fucked. And, like, a lot of big people have eating disorders because a lot of people look at people that are big and they are either bulimic or they're anorexic, but because they're not a size 2 anorexic, that it's – there's no way you have an eating disorder. How could you have an eating disorder? You're not skinny. Yeah, that was actually really eye-opening to me when we met um, Jamie, who's a social – media influencer that's plus size and she was bulimic I believe and like went through all these different ED situations and that was just eye-opening to me because I don't I neither did I look at a fat person and think like oh they have an eating disorder right but I mean there's eating disorders do come in like all shapes and sizes and like absolutely an eating disorder right not eating for long periods of times and then gorging yourself on food and there's definitely days that I've done that and it's it's I definitely don't have like an eating disorder, but yeah. which but like, like last night I told sometimes myself, I wish I did, which is fucked. Why? Because when you're young and you're fat and all you can think about is like eating and like like all I could wish was that I could just stop eating mm. and like I didn't have the discipline to not yeah. stop eating. I have no willpower. Like last night when we went to Krispy Kreme, I was like, I'm gonna eat one donut. I had three, and they were really good. That last eating, one was bomb, but eating though. that last cake donut, I was like, save it for the morning, and it tasted so good. <laughs> I had one bite. I, we did drive 40 minutes last night to go to Krispy Kreme. Fire. But um, I think just, like, growing up and, like, there was a big thing for me was that my stepdad would give me a dollar every time I walked down the block and up and told me that the dollar was just helping me save money to lose a bunch of weight so that I could get a whole new wardrobe because if I was, like, a size whatever I was then, like, a 15 or something I was like big young also sizing really confuses me now because I've been a size 18 for so long and I'm definitely bigger than I was so it's like sizing got bigger I don't know but regardless it was like oh if you just lose all this weight then you can get all the pretty clothes that you can't fit into because you're fat and like wouldn't it be so great to have a whole new wardrobe everyone knew I loved clothing right and there wasn't a lot of clothing for big people and I thank god there is now but back then it, the, the options were slim to none yeah like limited to made like three items in a size extra large and we would buy those items and like I would try to feel like like they knew how much it bothered me that I didn't fit into Hollister or Abercrombie yeah. and they were like if you just walked up and down the block with your dollar how many times do you think you walked for a dollar I don't know like 20 or 30 but okay. like but like it was it was honestly more helpful to do the 30 minutes in the morning. But when I when we got to high school, it was just too early. 
Yeah. Like, it just didn't... In high school, so stressful. Yeah, and I was not waking up at, like... I would have had to wake up at, like, 5.30 or something like that to make it to high school. But... And I was also dancing, like, 20-plus hours a week. It was, like, insane. And I was a very active kid in high school. And so it's just, like, what else would you like me to do? We're doing all the things. And, like, we had a cleaning lady who was actually my mom's... my, My friend's mom for a little bit who would, like, leave, like, celery and carrots... Like, she would, like, clean and then make us a snack. My mom was sick for a big portion of my life growing up. And um, when she was sick, like, this person would come and, like, kind of help take care of us. Not that we needed a babysitter, but she would just, like, make sure there was, like, food for us to eat and make dinner or whatever. And, like, it was always something healthier, which was always funny to me because it wasn't like she thought I was fat. Maybe she did, but um, she had been in my life since I was, like, six or something like that, and so, like, now she would put out carrots and celery as our afternoon snack. Do you want to hear a quick story about my lack of willpower? (laughs) Sure. That, like, everyone's here for the secret, and it's, like, like, very few people I've ever told this to. Oh, shit, hot tea. I this story. So, when alopecia, when I was going through, like, first getting alopecia, they wanted to change my diet. Oh, yeah. And they wanted me to have no gluten, no sugar, like, all this crazy stuff. Was everyone in your no house dairy, doing that, too, or just you? Just me. Yeah. Um, so I think the only thing that we actually tried to stick to, like, we lessened my sugar, and we went gluten-free for me. Like, okay. I was supposed to be gluten-free. That sounds awful. And I just remember this, like, time of being, like, I don't know how long I was even gluten-free. I don't know if it lasts that long. I really don't remember. But going, in, <laughs> but going into my pantry and eating something sweet that I knew had gluten in it and just being, like, fuck it like I wanted my hair back but I was like I want to eat this thing right now so bad like I don't care like I'm gonna eat it like that was a willpower like droppage for me that I was like yeah I don't care I remember I remember at my bat mitzvah I wasn't allowed to have like soda for like that whole year or whatever and it was the slimmest I ever was which was like like I I don't think I like lost weight but I looked like like, the dress that we had bought a few months earlier would, like, fit differently. And, okay. like, there was definitely, like, significant, I don't know, I, maybe Little I... Little changes. Like, yeah. Um, but, like, my... no soda again. I don't drink soda. I, I, we don't it's see... Rare. But I only drink soda now when we, like, go to the movies or go to the parks because, like, yeah. we don't buy soda in the house. Like, there's none here. I'll drink the, like, this, the bubbly shit that I drink is, mm-hmm. like, um, energy drinks or, like, a seltzer. Like, um, an alcoholic seltzer. Yeah. But we don't, like, drink... We don't have soda in this house. Like, that's not something that we, like, love. But I will fuck up a diet Dr. Pepper any day of the week if it was an option. So, um, yeah. We went to the movies last week, and we went to Steak and Shake before that, and I had had soda at both. Mm -hmm. And I was like, but, like, it's fucking good. (laughs) So, my thoughts and theories on, like, there's so many stereotypes about fat people that literally are mind-blowing, like, fast food. Like, people literally look down upon a, a fat person eating McDonald's mm-hmm. over a skinny person. And it's like, there wouldn't be 900 fucking McDonald's if skinny people weren't eating it, too. Also, their insides of health-wise are the same. Because, like, like it doesn't matter what you look like on the outside. Like, you could be they, healthy. This on- tiny, skinny person. Oh, my God. I remember this girl that was so unhealthy at my high school. She literally only ate McDonald's. Oof. Why do I remember her first and last name? That's so funny. That's so weird. <laughs> literally, her, her, her face just came up in my brain. Like, this tiny anorexic. I'll show you a photo later. Like, tiny, tiny person. All she ate was McDonald's every single day. Well, night. clearly not anorexic then. So, just, like... But, like, looked anorexic. But ate McDonald's. Ate See, it doesn't McDonald's. matter. You could, like... It's just... It, I don't know. It's how your body processes food, obviously. I mean, obviously. I just, yeah. So growing up and like 
then, oh, what was the worst was that my, when I got older, so mm-hmm. then I became, like, very, like, loving myself, like, I finally got yeah. over it, I used to hate how my thighs were, I used to hate my butt, I look back at now when my ass was fat as fuck, and I had a flat stomach when I was in high school, and you hated yourself, and I hated like, what, my body, bro. and now I'm like, what the fuck, when I, I was first, a fucking baddie, and I didn't know my it. butt, like, that was all that grit, right, so I was still, like, a size four with this just like butt growth and I looked fantastic and I was still like to your skin yeah to my skin well I grew up my best friend growing up Shantae she was a size she still is a size zero double zero zero and she like wanted to dress like a tomboy and what like Mm -hmm. we were literally complete opposite she was she's so tiny so petite um and she like she was light skin and she like hated being tan because she that's internalized racism, but whatever, that's a whole yeah. other topic for her. But like she didn't want to sit out in the sun. She didn't want like to like go swimming or like do do a bunch of these activities. And I like want I envied everything about her in that aspect where I was like, oh my god, I just wish that I was a size zero. I wish yeah. I could wear whatever the fuck I wanted. I wish, like, even, like, we didn't have that much money growing up, but, like, a sales rack for a small, mm. like, even if that's where I could shop, like, even if it was only the sales rack at Abercrombie & Fitch, you would still have all the options. Right. Where, like, a big person, it was, like, they had, like, four things that were an extra large. The chances of that being on the sales rack where I could actually afford it were, like, it was just so different. And I just wished... Yeah. I'd put her in a dress a few times. Like, we'd, like, go shopping when yeah. you're, like, whatever, in middle school, high school. And, like, put her in a dress and be, like, look. Look how pretty you are. And, like, look how tiny you are. And, like, literally was, like, like her body. Right. You've met her. She's yeah, so small. tiny. Well, and I think that, like, something that People thought I was her mom. Just because I was big. Oh, my God. People obviously noticed that she was, like, mi- like mixed. Yeah. And they'd be, like... Like, this dude at Six Flags once called me her mom. Oh, my God. And her mom was with us. Oh, my God. And I was like, we are the same age. I'm eight months older than her. But because I'm fat, I was like, yeah. whatever. But yeah, what were you about to say? Um, I was going to say, like, one piece of advice that I can give is, like, love your body however it is right now. Like, even yeah. if you're working on changing it, like, well, love it while you're working on it. Because, man, did I not love my body for 18 years, probably, until I got to high school. Yeah college then I was like okay I'm gonna love this body like yeah while I'm going through it but like it took me a while after that like in college I started sort of accepting my body but then like I had a boyfriend after college who um really made me realize that like I was actually beautiful and like that really helped like being in a good healthy relationship where the person he never made me feel bad about my body not once and like he was significantly smaller than me and like just all the time would make me feel good about my body and like actually tell me he like loved the way I looked and that it really helped my confidence and it's Mm -hmm. it sucks that I needed like outside perspective but like there's not a lot of representation on the big on a big woman there's I mean there's a few people who now I luckily get to say like my heroes became my friends I haven't met Ashley Graham yet but Mm -hmm. like as one of the first people who was like a big body that was like represented in media like she still had things that other like I didn't have like I didn't have a flat stomach I didn't have no double chin 
like I have all those things and it's it was hard to see like a person like that I mean thank god at least we had someone but it's also I feel like watching you from an out like outside perspective that it's also hard that like you do have this big butt and big legs that are in now so people think oh she has it easier because you have something that people want because like my body is shaped more proportionate or more desirable air quotes around that that it's like I'm more acceptable now yeah but now there's like all those hurtful things about the like um that the the skinny body is coming back in like the tumbler body Mm. and it's like my body's not a trend and like bodies aren't trends like bodies just exist the way they are and it's not like oh my god she has a big butt like like the Kardashians mm -hmm, made the big butt my best friend and I talk about all the time how like thank god big butts are in Right, but like now they're like the Kardashians like got their butts reduced, and like now they're saying like the twig legs are back in, and like the, it's just like that. That's like someone's body. Like yeah, I, it's it doesn't really of, harm. A lot thing. of people, most people cannot change it. No, like that. This is the body God gave you, and that's it. But know? luckily, like now my family like understands like what I'm doing and how. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy. I really, I'm really fortunate with the platform that I was given. I'm given back today. <laughs> I get to like inspire women at least a little bit. Inspiring people actually blows my mind. Like I obviously don't have a biggest following as Sam, but when I get messages on my Instagram yeah. that like people have alopecia and they're like, "You inspire me to like not wear it's my beautiful. wig or whatever," or like trying to get to the same confidence level that I am. I'm like, what? Yeah. I mean, yeah. And like when people stop me in the street even like they don't even know who I am but they're like wow you look so confident and like I I still I wear whatever the fuck I want every single day and like I don't really care what other people think there might be some hating ass bitch in the corner who doesn't like what I wore but for the majority to my face at least it's it's positive and my family sees that like I love this big body that I was you know given and that I'm gonna do whatever I can with it to like be happy I'm I was so Big people are so exhausted of hating themselves for yeah. so long. It's like there's so You're much in, internal animosity, of, like, you know, and and a lot of people for a long time would just be like, well, one day it'll just click. You'll just want to lose the weight. It'll just click for you. And I'm like, okay, well, if that ever happens, like, cool. Sarah but. said that to me, too, because she gains, like, 50 pounds. And, like, she was never, like, to me, she was never fat. Um... I think she was probably, like, cusping plus size. Okay. She was short. Mid-size? Short. So I think that made her a little chunkier, you know, because, like, the weight doesn't even out. But I remember her telling me that exact same thing because I would – she went on the diet and she worked out every day and she yeah. lost the weight and I never did. Like, right. I, I'm never going back to the same size I was in high school. It's just not happening. And she's like, one day it'll just click. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I guess I just don't want it. Right. No, I mean, it's been just trying to click for years. And there's been times where I put my body through these crazy workouts. Like I did CrossFit for six months straight where I was working out five times a week every single morning at 6am to like, you know, get into a routine and was eating better because what's the point of eating? What's the point of eating like trash if you're Mm. working out so hard? And like nothing would happen. Like I'd feel stronger. I'm definitely like the weakest or least healthy I've been in my life right now because I'm loving my body so much that I'm not afraid of like that. I'm finally like not afraid of what's going to happen if I get bigger. It would really suck that if my clothes didn't fit me right. Like that's a fear for me. Like I love my clothes right now that if I got bigger than the clothes that I have right now that I would be upset. But you say you feel a little bit bigger. Does your family say anything now? Like 
No, no one said anything to me recently. My dad used to make comments, like, now that I'm older, too, because he lost, like, 200 pounds. Mm -hmm. And, like, he lost it, like, very unhealthily. And my mom lost a lot of weight, too. So both of my parents were very big. My my dad was very, very big. He was, like, I don't know, 350 pounds, maybe pushing 400 when I was little. Yeah. And was, was pretty big, got into shape, lost a bunch of weight, and now, like got, like, his whole body, like, done. Yeah. Like, all of his skin removed and everything. And now he's, like, obsessed with himself. Not that he needs a bigger head. <laughs> um, But, yeah. So he lost a bunch of weight and he's like, but you can do it. And it's like, you got diabetes and you did it decided way. that this one medication was going to cut out all your weight for you and it did. And, like, that's yeah. cool for you. But, like, I don't have diabetes. Right. I don't have high blood pressure. I don't have high cholesterol. And I'm not going to lose my weight that way. My mom did it differently. Oh, she used to make this fucking soup, this tomato soup, mm. and was like, drink it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every single day for a month. And we'll lose weight. And our house smelled like fucking tomato soup Ugh. for months to try to lose the weight. And it was so bad. Do you know what, uh, like, bone marrow is? Have yeah. you ever tasted that? Yeah, it's good. Made properly. Um, no. So <laughs> I had it in, like, soup. Oh, to help your hair? Yeah, so they really thought that was going to grow my hair back, and I remember my mom making me this soup and, like, trying to drink it and just be like, no. It's so good. <laughs> like, trying to force <laughs> No, I was like, it's not worth it. It wasn't good. Like, the soup that my mom made was not good either, and, like, it was supposed to be, like, some miracle, like, mm-hmm. in those weight loss books, those magazines that you, mm-hmm. like, see in the grocery stores, and they're like, lose 100 pounds in 10 right. months or whatever the fuck, and it's like, okay, whatever. So, but now... My mom actually beats herself up about a lot of how things. She you. Yeah, how she treated me and how like. But at least she's like conscious of it. Yeah, she's like she definitely takes the blame like more than like anyone else. Like my dad, like a big thing for us is like we would reward, reward ourselves with food, mm-hmm. which is still something I still do, yeah. and I have to make a conscious decision that like food isn't a reward. You like we would go out to ice cream all the fucking time, yeah, um, and it would just it'd be great. And, like, oh, my God, we did this. Like, let's go get ice cream. Like, yeah. oh, my God, we're at this. Like, let's get this sweet. And it's, like, that's just not how life should be. Yeah. But, yeah, it's way better now. Yeah, my relationship with, like, my family now and, like, not having hair is that they've they've really just accepted it. Like, I don't think that, like, they don't make any comments or anything like that. Mm. Um, my how do they mom, feel about your eyelashes? Oh, my grandmother always wants me to wear, like, smaller eyelashes. She thinks it would look prettier with, like, more natural eyelashes. But this is, I love the big extra eyelashes. Dramatic. Like, it's just what I, what I personally like. Um, I also have had recent conversations with my mom. Like, we, and we were in Colombia. The volcano was, uh, we were joking around, like, he, like, the volcanic land was supposed to heal us, right? Yeah. It's so, like, what if it healed my hair? And I just left with, like, a head full of hair. And my mom was, um, she was just saying, like, I wouldn't even want that. You know, I'd just shave it off. Yeah. Like, if it came back, I'd just shave it off. I do think that if my hair ever did come back completely, like, I have these little, little baby prickles on my head that have lasted probably, like, five months now. Like, I'm very over it. Um, It looks smoother than it was for that little... I don't know. I'm very over it. It's just, like, I've stopped drinking the Alani New that has biotin in it. I think that I helped. don't know why they're still there. Where? My hair. Like, little oh. prickles. Like, I don't know why they're still around, but if my what? hair were to ever fully grow back, like, I feel like I would do crazy things. Like, dye my hair purple, like, shave one half of it, like, etch weird things into my scalp, like, have braids. Like, I would just do really weird... Crazy things. Crazy things, for sure. 
Um, we do have a um, ask me three a advice. So someone wrote in and said, I want to express myself by wearing crop tops and showing more skin, mm-hmm. uh, but my family thinks that it's inappropriate and I should, and I shouldn't dress that way. What should I do? I guess it depends on your age. Like I remember also wearing crop tops at like. They're starting to want to wear crop tops like 14, 15. Yeah. And my mom did our laundry, so they would just disappear. And I found them like years later in the garage. That's funny. Um, I there was no crop age. tops at my for plus. Uh, if it was a crop top at age 14, it was because the shirt did not fit you. <laughs> so well, I think like, that there's an age to that question. Like if you are like 17 or younger, I think like your parents can have that like. I'd, like whatever if they don't want you wearing that like they yeah. it's under their house their rules or whatever but like once you're out of the house and you if you want to wear it like well I think that like it. even as like I think being a grown-up like people are still afraid to dress like mm-hmm. there's like a way you dress with your friends and there's a way you dress with your family which I definitely yeah. know is like true for you Absolutely. but for me it's like like I want to I'm I need to show everyone that this is the even playing field like appropriate like if we're going to synagogue or like if we're going somewhere where like you it's inappropriate to physically wear a crop top then like yes like tone it down but like I just burped and I really wonder if the microphone picked it up oh well hopefully it didn't but um yeah I think that you should you know kind of have that conversation with your family and be like listen like I this is me like if you don't accept my body like I'm trying to accept my body and this is what I want to do I want to wear a crop top I don't care that like this much of my skin is showing or whatever Mm. like that's what I want and like you like kind of just like put it out there and have a conversation that they're still like unwilling to like understand where you're coming from and like there's a point where your family has to accept you for who you are. Yeah, and if they don't, then, like, choose your chosen family. Yeah. Your chosen family over your blood family is, can be more supportive in your life. And I always think that, like, your family will come back around. Like, if, if they really don't want to talk to you for a while because of how you're dressing or something like that, like, that love's not gone. They don't not love you. Right. So it, they'll have to just take their time and get used to it. Yeah. And I definitely think, like, Morgan kind of stole my advice, which is what, it's funny because that's what I always say, like, hmm. you the love yourself now, which is oh. what I, <laughs> it's yeah. my advice that I have um, represent wholeheartedly, um, that loving yourself, like, currently in the moment yeah. is only going to help you be um, a more happy person. And when it clicks for you, if it ever clicks, which who cares if it clicks, I'm over it clicking. Yeah. Um, I definitely want to be more healthy though. So to this person, definitely just wear the fucking crop top. Yeah. Um, so my question was about religion. So they asked me how to help their sibling become more religious. Cause that's something that they want for their sibling, okay. which is actually a really interesting question for me. I mean, I post sometimes on my Instagram story about uh, being Christian and I've honestly felt that a little bit. I think my religious stuff has kind of gone through, like, waves of where I felt really religious and then not felt it and kind of up and down. And I've had moments where, like, I've wanted my younger sister to be more religious. Okay. But I never really done, did anything about it. So I guess if you want your sibling to be more religious, like, you just have to have that open conversation but also be ready for backlash because religion is such, like, a big topic. And if they feel how they feel in that moment, like – telling them that they should do something or be live a different life, they're not going to take that, like, right away. No. So, like, I would say, like, go easy on it. Like, invite them. Like, if you want your sibling to be more religious, be like, hey, let, can I just pray for you over the phone, like, before we go to bed or, like, something, I don't know, like, smally and put and plant it. Um, but I wouldn't fully force Wait, it yet. I don't think that really matches this topic. 
Well, that was the only thing that they asked on my Instagram. Okay. Can I... Wait. I think you should be like, my family wants to keep doing treatment, but I'm over it. That was the question I got. Okay. It just doesn't fit. It's about family. Well, well, we can cut it if you want to cut it. We're already at 45 minutes. 48 minutes. Okay. Um, So, yeah, y'all can cut that if you want to cut that. Can you think of another one? I like that one. I just feel like it doesn't... That was actually one I got. We could do religion on a whole other topic. But the whole thing is family. We didn't talk about religion at all. So, it's still family. It's how you deal with your family. Whatever. They don't have to put it... (laughs) I just feel like it doesn't match the vibes. Okay. So, we have to wrap it up. All right. But, yeah, whatever you're going through with your family and, you know, if you live a different life like we are, like... Just stay patient, but stay who you are. Like, don't change. Yeah, for sure. And, like, take people's comments with a grain of salt. Like, I'm sure that that person who said you would look more beautiful with hair, like, that's really their opinion. And it's not true, obviously. Like, I take all the comments about, you know, oh, well, you should just lose weight or whatever. It's just stick true to yourself and find chosen family if you have to. And love yourself during the process. That's really what it's all about. So stay stay brave, brave, guys. That was like a long one.